tune in. Okay, it's on. All right, welcome to the Shop Class Podcast. Uh, we got, you know, a whole I bunch of people here. What? I got to turn on my fan, man. It's freaking hot here. Today. It's 80. It was 88 degrees. I was I was out in the park cycling. And I, I couldn't. I had to slow down. I had to, I had to cut it back to 12 miles an hour. I said, screw this shit. I'm going to drop dead here. Hold on. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. All right, that's Jesus Fernandez. He's the robotics instructor at the high school where I work, Memorial High School, West New York. Uh, we also got Duke in the house, Nick, Matt Bloomquest, Damian, and uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> Matt. That was funny. And uh, you know, and but tonight we're going to be talking about uh, robotics. I'm I'm curious about automation and coding, and I know nothing. But I do know that it's important. So starting off with the practical stuff, with the um, with the uh, uh, you know coding for ro for robots, and then we'll get into like what you guys think of like how to handle the the coming the coming horizon of automated vehicles and automated machines and stuff like that. So yeah, so let's just start off with Vex Robotics. You know, and I should say I really like that. Jesus and a lot of people have chosen Vex because, am I right? It's like the stock car of of robotic competitions. In other words, you get everybody gets the same pieces, and it really depends on what you do with it. It's not you can't outspend somebody else. Am I right? Versus first robotics. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So what do you? Yeah. What do you, yeah go Vex, ahead, dude. What do you think of it? Vex, you can only use Vex parts, even down to like the rubber bands. You can only use the rubber bands. Whereas the first robotics, they got sponsors and they're making their they're they're sending the parts out to get you know CNC'd and milled and there's really no set platform for first robotics. This Vex levels the playing field. Everyone gets the same parts. Yeah, and, wow. and it's more about the first. It's, it looks to me that first is more about the the organization first. They're first. Than, than it is about the uh, the kids. Yep. It's more about the politics, the big companies, the sponsors, the the politics behind the whole thing. It's I, I just don't like it. I like Vex a lot more. That's my uh, that's been my my experience with Vex. Did you know that Vex Robotics Competition was named the largest robotics competition in the world? Really? I thought that first was the biggest. No, I don't. I don't think so. And they're very expensive too. First yeah. is very expensive. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, guys, I gotta check on something. But uh, what? So, so, hey, Sus, how did you discover it? Vex. Um, you know what? I'm. I, I'm not really. I don't really remember. Especially after this this COVID stress, my short term memory is really young. I, I I told you I suffer from acute CRS, and re, re, recently he's gotten more acute. But I honestly I can't remember. How the heck did I get into Vex? I know. Oh no! Wait a minute. Yeah, the school I used to work in before they they had a small Vex. Not um. Yeah. A small Vex um, program, but it was not. It was the 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 Lego. Um, I, f I even forgot what they call them. The Lego systems. Oh. And we and uh, we used to yeah. we use Robot C, 
as well at that time to program the uh, the little Lego. And and then from from there, I said, you know, when I left that school and I came to Memorial, then I said, why don't we just move on to the uh, to the bigger platform rather than the little one? You know, the Lego ones. I, I forget the their name. The IQs. That's the ones we use. Right, it's similar to the IQ, but it was Mindstorms. Um, mind yeah, Mindstorms. Right, those. Yeah, were the yeah. Ones. We started with those too, but the thing right. was, they didn't they didn't come with a remote control, so it was all coded. Right, right, right. So what happens is, with the Vex, you give the kid a remote control, and they're used to it, like a video game. But then you tell them you can code it without without the remote control, it just blows their mind. Ah, uh, that's cool. Interesting. So it's like university but at least you could get started with that remote. Yep. And is it wireless? That hooks them. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is wireless. That but is the, cool. The interesting thing that I that I see happening now is uh, that they're moving to auto uh, self uh, autonomy. All the coding in the future for the Vex platform, I, in my opinion, I think is going to go to uh, full autonomy. You're going to have to design the code to make the robot do everything on its own. If you if you look at the at the new sensors, you know they have the vision sensor that can see um, especially uh, detect colors in front of it. But you can upgrade that later on with with better software to detect shapes, to detect different things. And um, not only the vision, they they have the camera, they have the uh, the GPS system, inertial guidance system that can locate itself right inside inside that arena that um, that twelve by twelve. It can place itself right in the middle and you can place it in the middle, initialize it the way I understand it, and then it knows exactly where to go. So the whole thing is the whole thing is moving towards full autonomy. I, that's wow. that's my, wow. my opinion. That's yeah, amazing. that's what I think is going to be. Now, Damien, I, I I only muted you because there was like a sound feedback, but you can jump in anytime. And then uh, he said he said in the in the comments that they use uh, Mindstorm at his school, but he does he doesn't have much experience with it. I'm the same way. Like we had some mind storms. We had there now. Uh, Jesus is using Vex, but like I don't have that much experience with it. But now all the automotive is going fully autonomous. Uh, yeah. You know, not all of it, but it's coming. That's a horizon. And yeah. yeah. Now, what is like? Can I just take a naive approach, which I think is probably helpful for me, but not just me. Like maybe other people listening or whatever is. What does the landscape look like? Maybe Duke, you could help as well. Like, I have no idea what where C or C plus plus or A B C or D. I I don't know any. What is the horizon there? Like, or what? Like, what are we looking at here? Like, give me well, give me the the short. Yeah. Now there's like Java in the mix, Python's in the mix. Yeah, like what's the difference between all these guys? And it all basically does the thing. What did he say, David? I said I learned basic. That's how long ago I did coding. Basic is that <laughs> yeah. if if this then that if then. Yeah. You could make like a, a thing. It would be like if this then that. Yeah, that was home, home basic. Yeah, yeah. My it cousin showed me it like <laughs> once. Yeah, good. Go, yeah, you put like your name in quotes or something. Like it's ten. Write your name. Go to ten and just oh, repeat yeah. it. Yeah, oh, that was the big God. thing. That's so funny. You know, when I was like, I don't know, 12, I had a cousin that showed me it on, a, on our home computer. And he turned out, he was only, you know, at the time, he was probably just about to go off to college or maybe he was already at college for coding. He ended up working for IBM for like 
10 years and then doing independent stuff for the next 10 after that. So had I known, I mean, he, he wasn't a great teacher. He just sort of showed me like one line. If, if, if he said, hey, this is what you can use it for. And just like you said, hey, Sousa or, or, or Damien, you know, like you're showing the guy that the what it can do. And then you and then you show him the coding like you got to hook him, you know, and same with me. I got to get hooked as well. Like, I don't know what, you know, I never got into coding, but now that, now that if, if I, if I could program a, a car to do something, that'd be kind of cool. Or maybe if I could program, uh, like a charger or a battery management system to look after the batteries, that's kind of cool. You know, what's going to be cool is the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. What's the difference between all these systems? Like what is Python compare comparatively? comparatively like what what's that compared to like c plus plus i don't even know what that is they're both languages the uh the python is um it's more of a higher level language easier uh easier to use you know, user friendly more user friendly than 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 c plus plus is um easier to to implement but when it it, it has his his drawbacks too he can, you can't use python where you can, I mean, you, you can use Python where C++ is used, but there's certain things that Python can do. For example, Python cannot get into the guts of the system, into the guts of the robots. It can't, uh, if you want to um, uh, write what they call a, a driver, a motor driver, where you can uh, power the motor, you have to talk to the hardware. In order to do that through with Python, then you have to have, you have to have a C extension at, uh, I, I'm not sure if extension is the right word, but it has to be a C interface is the right word to the Python language. So Python now has to be able to talk to C. And it's not difficult for Python to do that. Whereas, but it's not exactly easy either, but with C++, it's, it's seamless. You can just incorporate oh. C, the C language into C++. C++ is, is more powerful when it comes to systems, systems programming. Uh, <coughs> All all the um, the operating systems in in um, in in, the, in our uh, laptops and, and PCs they're all based on on C, which is like fifty years old, the wow. C language, C and then C plus plus on top of that, yeah it's uh, it's it's amazing it's uh, it but 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 the Python language is much easier to work with. You oh. can develop applications a lot faster. I come to you and I say hey, I need an app for this, you know. Uh, do it in, can you do it in Python? Yeah, I could do it in Python. I could do it a lot faster than somebody who has to do it in C++. So those are basically the differences for me. You know, I, I'm, I've been out of the industry now for a while, so I don't know the details. Somebody who's in the industry at the moment could probably tell you in more detail than I can. Yeah, but you could give it from an education point of view. I mean, that's all we're at, right? This is the education yeah. level from a general anyway. Yeah. What about what's so if you want to run an app like let's say you run an application on your phone that could be Python. Um, it depends. I mean, I know you the um what's the Samsung system is is based on is based it's all Java. Uh, it used to be Java based. You could write applications in Java. I don't know at this moment if it still is Java based. And and also it, uh, it it also had a lot to do with Unix as well. I understand that Unix was at the base of of the operating system of the of the Samsung 
I'm not sure. Now, when it comes to Apple, Apple has so many different, so many different languages they can use. They used to have uh, Objective C. They also had, um, I believe, C They used to have as well. You could develop applications with. Then they came out with uh, this thing called Swift. You can find it online too, which is what you develop code on for, I mean, applications for, for Apple. You can do it with Swift. You can, I don't, Objective C is, it's already, um, you know, left behind us too. They're, yeah. they're moving towards more, more user friendly languages to use in order to write an app. So they don't want you to have to learn. They don't want to make, they want to make your learning curve a lot less steep. So like, let's say, That's yeah. So let's say like, if you were looking at this landscape and someone was going to entry, like, what do you teach in your entry level? You know, where's the first point? What, what should they learn first? Or, or even a teacher like me, what should I learn first? Ha ha ha. Damien put up the Uno. I mean, if I don't yeah, want to. Arduino. Arduino. Yeah. I'll tell you something funny. Let me tell you something funny about Arduino. I, uh, a friend of mine had that like 10 years ago, like early on. I don't know. And he showed me it and I made fun of it. And I said, because I thought it was a funny word. And I said, Ooh, Arduino, aren't we fancy? This and that. And meanwhile, I'm an, I'm a jerk because I should have like been like, well, can you show me this? Because it was, he knew it was the future. He knew. And this was way before anybody had it in their normal as a classroom. Timmy, how you doing? Hey, what's up, everybody? Nice to see you. All right. Uh, Tim, just to catch you up, we're just talking about the landscape of coding and the, the coming changes and advancements to, uh, yeah, basically to uh, uh, automation and possibly AI. Uh, so I was just asking Jesus, who works with me, the starting point. Like, what should you learn first? And Damien put up the, the Arduino. Now, what language is Arduino? And do you think that is that the first thing someone should learn? Well, to, <laughs> I mean, hi, welcome. Let's, let's drop a hard hitting question right in this guy's lap. It just joins into the meat. <laughs> oh, what, what, the question is for Jesus. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> no, I was just catching you up. You can relax. If you got an answer, jump in. You're well, welcome. To I, I, I was going to address that question. I mean, uh, I, go I, ahead. I, it Absolutely. Yeah. We're, it's, it's a round table discussion. Everybody's allowed to, I, I encourage it. So I, I had a, I had a, uh, a coworker tell me that um, when I taught HTML, that teaching HTML is not teaching coding, and I I, I begged I begged to differ. I mean, yeah, HTML, C, whatever it is, you know, HTML four, HTML three, or whatever it was, or five. Yeah, I think that's I think that initially is a introduction to coding. I mean, it, it's not syntax coding as in C++ or, you know, JavaScript or, or anything else like that. But I think that's a good starting point, you know, because things have to happen systematically, especially when you're designing web pages. Now, the web page, the web page world has totally changed because it's all WYSIWYGs now. So, mm. you know, it is what it is. But, you know, when it comes to... I, I would say robotics and, and, you know, AI and things like that. I think starting off with Arduino is a good point, but 
you need to have an entry point because jumping into Arduino, <laughs> I mean, is is no easy task, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, right. our new syllabus for the juniors, like year seven and eight, um, basically states that HTML isn't considered a programming language for coding, um, for our coding outcomes. And so that's where we have, they say, um, I actually can't remember the terminology as to why they say it's not, um, but that's why they want us to use Python in particular um, as one of the easiest things, like these Edison little robots that are programmable cars you can use for um, Python to program them to go forward, turn right, move if they bump into something and that sort of stuff. So I think that's where we're trying to head. The um, VEX has a... Um uh, what they call VEX code VR. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, and uh, and and it's very it is a very good introductory tool for kids to learn Python. Um, the they have the uh, the code blocks approach. Oh, what is this again? Say it. Say it one it more time. Is the VEX VEX code VR? Okay. VEX code VR. You can just type down and on it. It's a free. Um, a development tool and and it starts off with you, you can start off with uh, blocks you can connect the blocks and it looks pretty much like um it look, looks a lot like python and 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 they did they, they designed it with python in mind because they use something called a, a list which is a is one of the cornerstones of python is using lists and they actually use that they actually created blocks to work with lists which i thought it was pretty cool yeah that you you got it right there Does and um, scratch yeah, it's, it's similar to Scratch. This is exactly what I start yeah. my kids off with. Yeah, yeah. So it's drag and drop, but like yeah, all yeah. the quotation marks and the semicolons, they're all behind the scenes. Yes. So you're just getting the kids. Oh, so this dragging, stuff on dragging and dropping. So this stuff on the left is the blocks. Yeah. So grab the uh, drive forward for 200 millimeters block and put it underneath the when started. Okay. Okay. Grab this one. Yep. And what do I do with it? Just drag it underneath the when started. Where's when started? It's the yellow it. one on the right-hand side. Oh. Oh. That's how all the coding languages are. Your coding is on the left-hand side, your commands, and you drag it over to the right-hand side. Oh, okay. Now you got to hit the playground over here on the top right. Here, start? Oh, no, playground. Yep. Oh, wow. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, now move that over so you can see it. Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Ron's going awesome. to be doing some homework tonight. <laughs> right now, yeah. now, look, change that number 200 to like something. Change it to like 1,000. All right. This is cool. Now, now just hit the play button down there on the playground. Oh, look at that. I'm doing Ooh. it. <laughs> And, and you oh, know what the, the other the other cool part is, uh, uh, Duke. I'm not sure if you if you're familiar with that. Well, you can convert that to Python. Yep. Yeah. Look at you working. Convert it though. You can't go back. Right. Right. Sometimes you. Uh, yeah. You cannot go back. You're right. Or you can't. And there's a there's an option where you can write it in Python. And unfortunately, you cannot bring it back to blocks, yep. which would be nice to do to be able to do that. But this is a great starting tool. But it's nice nice for the kids to see like from this block programming what it looks like in python yes that's you start making the connection 
Yep. What did I do wrong here? How come I can't get it to say hello? What is this? Print hello. Because it says it on the... Um, you have to open up the um, the monitor, which is the uh, is the little shell, I think. It's the little shell on the light blue bar on top. Top right-hand corner. Here? Yeah, I think that little shell, if you click on that, it's going to open the monitor. And Ooh. I think behind there, you can see hello. Run it again, and you might be able to see hello. I'm not sure. Forward, drive forward. Oh, wait. Kind of like, yeah, you have to how reset. I, oh, I got to reset. Okay. Drive forward. Yeah. I went forward a 1,000. He's going to stop right about there. Oh, there it goes. It wrote hello. <laughs> hello, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's good for, for starting, a starting point for the kids. But then later on, you, you, you outgrow it. You can't... Uh, yeah, because yeah. you can't customize or whatever. Oh, wow, look well, at no, this. You go through the whole thing, though. In a year, you go through the whole thing with them. Yeah, and, wow. and, and, and you need more. You need more stuff if you really want to want to dig that? deep. Yeah, you could drop that in there, in there where it says print. Uh, no, I don't know if you can drop that in there. What is See, it? what's nice about this, Vex made this. So previously, like, we used Robot C. It was only, only PC-based. You couldn't use it on Macs. You couldn't use it on your right. Chromebook. Vex came out with this during the uh, quarantine, and you can use it with Chromebooks, you can use it with Macs, you can use it with PCs. Yeah, and they did a nice job with it, and they wrote all these tutorials for it too. Oh, because it's web based. Yep. Yeah. Right. right. See, the that's kids the thing. don't have to sign in, so there's no like. Uh, oh wow! Age requirements. Right. Oh, I see. Blue is sensing. Yellowish is control. Looks right. mag. What's magnet? It's the you energize a magnet, picks up metal. No way, yeah. dude. That <laughs> that is pretty cool. Why didn't you show me this before? This is awesome. <laughs> this yeah. is cool. Simple things for simple minds. <laughs> I tell you what, it doesn't take much. It's true. <laughs> we know you, Ron. We know. <laughs> this is awesome. That's really funny. Okay, yeah. cool. I like all this. This is interesting. So, so now, and so this is would be a starting point. Like, okay, not just particularly this, but any sort of block coding would be a nice starting point, right? Yeah, scratch is very similar. So kids like will do coding with Scratch, where they can make like scenarios or scenes and it looks just like that graphical coding and is um uh is um what about our oh and arduino now has on tinkercad some block coding right hmm. uh yes it does that one i was very interested in let me try and find it um I used I used Tinkercad, but I did not use the block coding in my electronics class. Well, Tinkercad has Tinkercad, the 3D drawing. They have uh, an Arduino, and then they have um, the coding as well. They just started the coding. Yeah, and, and then electronics. So they have, like, different portals, if you will. And I, think, I think they have a micro bit. Um, webinar coming up tomorrow at four o'clock. Yes, what? yeah, and Arduino. Yeah, it's an Arduino micro bit thing. What's, 
What's a micro bit? I, I don't know what micro bit is. I never used it. I, I, I think it's like a similar to Arduino. It's, yeah, similar to Arduino and a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Is this Scratch? Yeah. All right. All right. Interesting. Wow. And uh, yeah, and where would I go? Where's the uh, uh, the block coding situation? Start really? the. I was just trying to get the landscape. We don't have to. Oh, I see. There's the block. Oh, look at this. Yeah, it looks like it's code VR. That's the same thing. Yep, wow. it, it seems similar. They're, I wow. think they're the elementary kids are trying to keep like the formatting pretty much similar. That's a great That's idea. Cool. Yes. So you can but click on the cat. You can change the characters on the bottom. You can drag in your scenes. You can tell them what to do. They walk five paces, make them say something. All right. So let's see. Wow. So if I put that there and. You have to have like a when started block, I think, somewhere though. Oh, when started. events. What? Go to like that yellow events. Oh, events. Yeah. Yeah, like that? Yep. And then how do I uh, hit play? We hit that green flag, I think. I haven't done this in a year. Oh, okay. See oh. The Hello. Oh, my God. What the? <laughs> that is cool. You can just type anything in here. You can go down to the bottom right. You can change the background. It's amazing how how kids are being conditioned. Yep. Yeah, this is like a whole different thing. Wow, in, that's in, cool. In another twenty years, man, these kids are going to be coding with with their yeah. eyes closed. There, it's it's unbelievable the amount the, the what's coming. It's yeah. yeah. Let's see. Move ten steps. So let's just try that. It's going to be an explosion. That was 10 steps. All right, guys, I've got to go. Yeah. Assembly course. We, we bored them to death with the base. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the stuff I've got to try and learn. Some of my other stuff, I'm up miles past this, and I'm still trying to make the cat walk around. So. <laughs> Me too. I don't know what's going on. Da Damien, how far are you from the Queensland school? Uh, I'm down in New South Wales in Sydney, so we're a fair way away from Queensland. They have like an online robotics program I was doing for a little while. They have some good videos on there, like the history of robots. Yeah. Peter Court. History of robots? Yeah. All right. Let's try those out. That's cool. All right. I'll All right David. catch you another week. See ya. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Don't you mean? Uh, huh? Uh, Duke, what was that again? Uh, the Queensland school. Yeah, Australia. And then uh do like robotics. We should, we should all take take a trip and get together down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be cool. That'd be... Wow. That's it. Right there, yep. So like yeah, you can run through that, and there's some good videos on robotics, the history of robots, and everything. Oh wow, here's introduction. Run and find them. See, this is good. It's just like a. Yeah, hey, this is a good one. I need like an overview, you know. This is it. Yeah, right here. Wow. 
It's yeah. And now you can see with the uh, with the move to everything autonomous, you can see what's you can see what's coming. It's uh, yeah. <coughs> I, I think the Vex Robotics competition is going to be all autonomous. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of COVID too. Yeah, it accelerated it, right? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's just, that's the thing. Like, it used to be a lot of cooperation. Like kids used to run in teams, but right. now like they used to go thirty seconds, hand the remote over to their partner for another thirty right. seconds. But with with COVID, yeah, you're right. That's taken the uh, the cooperation part out of it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I could see it being just autonomous. Wow. Oh, robots in history. That's cool. And how did you find this, Duke? You just got into it, dug into the web a little? A uh, teacher actually said, oh, there's this online robotics course you can take. And this was it. Oh. But, like, they got into it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I from the introduction part of it. Got it. That's cool. But well, they used like, MATLAB or something like MATLAB, and I was like, oh. Oh, MATLAB. Yeah, that's a simulation. Uh, that's a popular one among engineers. That I know about. Basically, what you could do is you could you could basically simulate and, uh, and predict an outcome based on input. So if you know how much the car weighs, if you know how much what the batteries are going to do, if you know the surface area... The, the aerodynamics of it, the conditions that are, you put all this stuff in and you'll get a number, you know? Um, and uh, what it does is it, uh, it's an open source thing. So like you can grab other people's codes, code blocks, like this one's for aerodynamics and this one's for, uh, you know, batteries or whatever. And you could always revise it or whatever. Believe it or not, Tesla used it early on to, um, accelerate their development process. Yeah. That's above my middle school level, kids. <laughs> Me too. I don't know what's going on yet. That's cool. All right. So, uh, okay. So basically, the situation is that you could start out. If you were going to start out, you start out with the, with the, with the blocks. Yeah. Now, after the blocks. What would you do with Arduino? Would you would you go to Arduino? And what code is that? Well, that's it's C it's C plus plus. It's a form of C plus plus. Oh, okay. All right. So 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 if you were going to get into this, you start with the blocks. Then you might do. Is that what you do, Jesus? You go next to. You start with the blocks, and then you go to C plus plus. Yeah. Python. Oh. I go to uh, <coughs> excuse me. I go to Python. I start off with the blocks, then I go on to Python, and then and then I go on to C plus plus. Okay. All right. And then now, uh, what are the yeah. uh, what are the V five robots programmed in? There right now you can program them in in Python, and you can also program them in in uh, C plus plus. And you can actually use the the, uh, the code blocks. I mean, the VEX code BR, yeah, uh, Python version of VEX code BR. Yeah, to program it. Yeah. 
there is a it looks just like the uh like the platform that the uh the, the simulator that uh, that ron had up there now it yeah. looks just like that and yeah. you can actually do python code in there and program everything inside the uh the uh the the uh the vex code i mean the the vex robot yeah and there and there are also other there are also other python simulators you can use to to program the vex um the vex uh, robot now those vibes they just took over the old cortex like those all the cortexes are probably so outdated at this point yeah yeah, yeah they did yes we still have some of those around yeah so do cortex. we use robot c for that right yeah we got i think the guy that teaches robotics at my school got rid of the cortex ones yeah yeah what is cortex it's it's another form of a of a vex uh of of the vex controller it's it's a oh, vex okay. controller but it's an older or older version of it the hardware yeah. remained the same but, but most of it no some of it some of it changed too i'll tell you what i'm i'm a little distracted by this because i'm seeing here the uh what they're calling the work the work cell and i gotta tell you automated factories is gonna be massive if i could get into this because uh, this is how they make the car you know everything for me is like car related i just like you know you know how do you make a car faster and these are well, like they, they they've been doing that for the last 30 years yeah you know make, making cars like this yeah that's interesting to me yeah imagine if we could get a a, a this work cell thing that would be really cool well, it's going to be amazing in the in the future. I mean, I'm not sure how far off we are. It's going to be artificial intelligence and robotics. When you bring those two together, it's going to be freaking mind-boggling. And these Whoa. kids today that are that are going to school that are in the middle middle school now and and even earlier grades, obviously high school too. These kids are learning how to code so easily and so quickly. I mean, a, a lot of them are bored by it. They don't want to. They don't want to deal with it. They they just they you know it's something that it's just not in them. But some of them are into it, yeah. and it's amazing to see how quickly they just soak that up. But all these tools that we have today, they just pick it up so quickly. Sometimes they amaze me. Like I have a girl that she's she's unreal. Uh, this kid is amazing the way she 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 picks up coding. Uh huh. Sometimes she sometimes she shows me how to do something I I didn't see. Said, wow. wow! All right. <laughs> so, um, if yeah. you Google Fest Festo F E S T O, oh yeah, they have a big um a ton of, like um similar platform to this. They've been doing this for ten or so years. Autonomous. Yep. Yeah, Festo is oh, a yeah. serious company. Jesus is right. These kids pick it up quick. Wow! To that um that Seapurge competition in Drexel, and these college kids are helping us. And they're typing it just like it's like a foreign language to them. You know what I mean? Like they get it yeah. so quickly. And like me and the other teacher were sitting there. We didn't even know where to start. Imagine what it's going to be like in another 20 years <laughs> when they when you have all that, all those, uh, when you bring artificial intelligence and robotics together, humanoid robots uh, all the all, all that amazing uh, coding because you're gonna have such a, such a tremendous amount of uh, 
code available to you. It'll be like like picking parts from a. Oh, I need I need this driver. You know, let me go here and get it and and plug it into your application. I need that other thing. Plug it into your application, and you can design code probably in 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 a week that could take you months right now to do. You'll probably be able to do it in a week, years from now. It's it's I mean it's just mind-boggling the things that are going that are going to happen. Everything's going to move so quickly. It's like it's going to yeah. be too fast. It's so what. What am I looking at here? Uh, maybe the wrong thing, but basically, this is the automated side of uh, Festo. Oh, technical education. Here we go. Learning systems, factory automation. There we go. Control technology. Oh yeah! Wow. No kidding. This is interesting. Yeah, we, I want to get some of this stuff for the shop because it gives you a quick result. Like, you can get kids simulating things pretty quickly. Uh, I'll have to explore this a little more. Educational concepts. Mobile training lab. That's what I've been looking Whoa. These are like actual classrooms. They complete complete mobile training classrooms holy crap mm. wow you could just buy the whole classroom yeah they're not gonna need us anymore <laughs> i'll tell you what man this is interesting i didn't know this company's selling entire classrooms holy crap yeah here's cnc although the only thing i would say is it looks all right let's see metal working Metalworking, hands-on essential automation, and mechatronics technology, including various Yeah, but it doesn't look real. Woodworking? <laughs> this doesn't look like woodworking. <laughs> Can you imagine? Where's Tim? Tim, does this look like woodworking to you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> How about food processing? That's interesting. Oh, here we go. But, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if, you know, if this yeah, is, it is real, this is the route they're going to go. I mean, if you're going to be in a simulated type environment, you know, that's, I mean, that's probably what it's going to be. I mean, yeah. in, in 50 years, are there still going to be people teaching woodworking? You know, it's going to be the last one. <laughs> I, I probably i probably am and maybe you're the last one teaching welding i mean yeah <laughs> so funny you know what i mean i mean i only yeah. got i only got 13 years left yeah so what's the next what's the next 25 after that i don't know, I don't know. I mean, what the, there's no typewriter teachers i like i like to know what's gonna happen next year <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I want to know if I have a job next year. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm low man on the tell on the totem pole. Hey, is anybody hiring? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't have uh I don't have PA certificate though. That's the only no. problem. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. What does it transfer? No. <laughs> no. So you gotta I gotta take a whole bunch of uh praxis tests. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. To get to get the PA certificate. So um 
you know, but that's the next question, you know, are there going to be people teaching some of the stuff that we're doing right now? I mean, some of the always talking about us being facilitators and the, te the teacher will be like the global expert, you know, you just bring them in virtually and then, which, you know, I don't care. I mean, imagine if they had, if they hired some super duper expert and I was the facilitator, that's cool. As long as we could still be creative. It's when it's not creative. That to me is crazy. Like if, if I was just there to babysit, nah, I wouldn't do that. I like that. The, 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 the attraction to the job, you know, what, what gets me back there in September every year is that I get to, you know, create, you know, my own curriculum and we can do stuff and, you know, get input from other teachers and other kids and this and that. So, you know, if it becomes that it's all cookie cutter, yeah, I don't really like that. Like, I don't teach science. I have no idea how anybody enjoys that because what they're doing is they say, here is the outcome. Now repeat. That's my impression of it. Whereas shop class, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We're just going through a process of being creative. And to me, that's much more, you know. Right. But there's, there, I mean, there is still some cookie cutter stuff in woodworking to start. I mean, you got to, you know, cut a miter and to cut a miter is the same way that you cut a miter for picture frame versus, you know, trim. Yeah. So there is some cookie cutter part of that. And if you want to integrate a miter into a project, you know, you got to know how to do it to be creative. So, yeah, totally. No, you got to start with the basics. hundred yeah. percent. So yeah. there is, there is, there is cookie cutter like that. You know, now does it go across the, does it go across different subject areas? Yeah. It goes across welding because if you want to join two pieces of metal together, and do you want a butt joint or do you want a miter joint? You know, that's the other, you know, that's another right. thing too. So that there is some cross subject area. And even if, even in, even in the art, art field, like there's a uh, lady at my school that teaches ceramics and they do boxes. I think they do like some type of like a slab box or something. Right. And they join the corners of their boxes are joined with miter joints and the, the kids that are woodworking related or have woodworking classes are like, Oh yeah, we talk about these in woodworking class or, you know, and oh, yeah. so there is, you know, it does go a little bit deeper if you will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to do the standard stuff. I mean, I start with like paper drawing, uh, you know, it's a, not replaceable stuff, but how do you, you know, now we're starting with the basics of coding. How do you get creative with coding? And, you know, there's what, what Tesla's trying to solve, which I know I always talk about that, but it's relevant here. So what they're trying to solve is like, they were talking about this on the earnings call the other day. So imagine you're following a car and they need something called vision, right? So you're following a car, and on top of the car is a kayak, and somebody left a string hanging. And so the string's hanging on the kayak. The computer's got to interpret what the hell that is, whereas a human in an instant would know that this person put a kayak with a little string dangling from it. And so you have all these 
weird corner cases they call it and you need uh programmers to be super creative and come up with ways that these cars will will not they don't freak out imagine if it's like slams on the brakes in the middle of the highway because it thought someone was out there if it sees like a what if it saw a bag a paper bag cross the street and how does it know the difference between the paper bag and like a person you know like my dad has terrible vision and he doesn't drive anymore but now but when he did because we didn't know my sister and i didn't know how bad it was and when he when he did drive he saw a shadow and slammed on the brakes because he thought that a tree had fallen across the road and it's like damn dude that's crazy so the computer might do something similar you know so so you guys uh do when you do vex how much of this is vision based is there anything where the computer looks at something and tries to figure it out not yet though i don't think but it could it could get there okay okay is there any vision at all yeah there is some vision but it's it, it's only able to detect colors right now oh, colored okay. objects you could do that but you can okay. see this is it's this it's the start you know it's it's yeah. a start and it, it could get there eventually it's uh it's not impossible to do what you need what you need is oh my gosh it's, what you need is a lot of cpu power and 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 a lot of algorithms and that stuff is it's there but it's just a matter of bringing it down to to the level of of you know these high school robots i don't i don't know i, I guess at this point it's too too early i i i don't know how you would do it but the technology is there to do it yeah there is oh a, look this is it right right but that, like that like to me like just me i mean i'm i mean i'm well versed in all different subject areas and i and i, I understand that but like this does not excite me does not i have no desire <laughs> anything anything with this this coding doesn't excite me robot this robotic stuff doesn't excite me it, it just doesn't i mean and i 3d printing yeah i have i don't doesn't excite me it really does not tim it doesn't have to excite you well i well that's fine but what i'm saying is not if, with you I, I wasn't into this i wasn't if, into this but if you said to me all right, Tim. Now next year you got to teach, you know, ten sections of robotics. If it doesn't excite you, how do you excite the kids? Yeah. Uh, no, hundred percent. I, I, you know, I just think that I, I'm not saying this is for everyone. I, I'm just kind of looking at what's going on. I just, it's just really interesting because whether you like it or not, and not just you, me too. Whether you like it or not, um. This is going to be part of our future. So, like, uh, you know, for instance, like, um, like here's 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 the vision software on on a Tesla, right? So this thing's like this thing is like looking at the truck and making decisions. It's it's I guess they call it painting or flagging. And so if you look at the 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 camera, it's deciding what all these objects are in like super fast real time with double chip technology so it's like if one chip goes down the other one's doing and it's also on board so it's not like a you know and if you look at the bottom it says motion flow lane lines lane lines road flow 
in path object, road lights, objects, road signs. And this is like a, a thing, you know? So you got to, you know, you got to figure out a way to make it exciting. And I'll be honest, in my own area of metalwork, I don't find G code and CNC that exciting. I think the result is exciting, but the work it takes to get a, a, a machine to run CNC, I just haven't put the work in because I'm not that excited about it. But I think that with the block coding, it's it's getting there. You know, like for instance, even robots were, were you know, we you know, there were no robots in the <clears throat> in the classroom until you know until until Vex made it popular and and you know and stuff like that. I mean, there were probably, but you see what I'm saying, Tim? Like, I think you need an entry point, something like this, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I understand that, and I mean, if I wouldn't want to teach robotics for thirteen more years, I can tell you that much. And you know, but how do you get excited teaching stuff that doesn't excite you? I mean, I think, I think in the end, you know, that's a philosophical topic for another for another day. You yeah, know? and I and I agree with you, Ron. That yeah, to have a car that self drives, yeah, that's freaking cool. But designing that for me, designing that, I have no desire to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like I, uh, I like driving. I have an I have a '96 Ford Ranger that's my daily with a five speed stick shift. You know, like I, I love driving. You know, the but I'll tell you what, if I'm on a long trip, uh, this is kind of cool. So how does this happen? Um. You know, uh, and the way it happens is robotics, vision, software, coding, programming, and the control. You know, basically, this car is a robot. It is not a normal car. Um, and then for me, same thing with, um, you know, with CNC, with CNC uh, cutting, you know, uh, cutting it by hand, you know, a milling machine, cutting out and feeling it, you know, you. You turn the knob and it goes, and now you know you're cutting too hard, you know, all this stuff. Or you use programming and it, and it knows where all the stops are and whatnot. And you know what, though? I mean, like I said, it doesn't excite me. And in yeah. the end, when it comes to like the first robotics and, and the VEX robotics, I mean, you need that. You need that so that the kids can get to this point, right? That's, I mean, I, I think that's what it is. I mean, if you look at the new first robotics, like the top tier robotics, where, you know, making a robot from scratch, there is a vision element. There is an automation element. There is a, you know, synchronous element. There is a, a human powered element. So they have all of that stuff in there. So there are people that it does excite and that can do this. Yeah. And also think about it, you know, if you've ever been to one of these competitions, it is kind of exciting, you know, to see what's going on. Uh, you know, whoa. Know. Now, that was a cool game. The Steamworks, I volunteered. I helped uh, my school with the Steamworks competition. That was actually a pretty cool game. And when it was, all right, we got we to gotta fabricate a model for you know, say the ball shooter or we got to fabricate the launcher or whatever, you know, I'm all in. But then when, when it was one of those, like, well, we need to change the programming to make this shooter work 
versus another type of shooter, I was like, forget it, I'm out. <laughs> you know, because I like I said, it does not excite me. You know, I want it to happen, make it happen. And there's people that are good at that. And I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm not downing them. I'm not. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah, that's why it's, it's always very, it's always, it was always very difficult to find people in industry that love the, the mechanical aspects of design, putting things together, this, designing them first of all, putting them together. And then they would also love writing the code. It's, I mean, it's like, it's always, it was always very, when I worked in industry, very difficult to find people like that. And when you found somebody, you wanted to hold on to them and, you know, and pay them as much as you could. I will, they were good. I will tell you, you know, there, there is like, for instance, nobody wants to do their taxes. Nobody wants to do their P&L statement, profit and loss statement. Nobody wants to do the boring data writing down of things or, the, you know, you want to make stuff like I, you know, but I got to tell you that if you do the, if you do the data, you, you, you actually crunch the numbers and you, in a way you're kind of like writing a code. There's a lot to learn. Like you would gain a significant advantage. You know, like I, I gain so much advantage when I look at the data and that's basically code in my eyes. You know, so it, it, you know, I know what you're saying, Tim, but imagine if you were able to look at the data and crunch the numbers, it, there is some exciting parts to that. It's very valuable is what it is. It's just, oh, oh, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying yeah. it's not, it's yeah, not, yeah. No, know, I'm, I'm saying, saying it's exciting in that way. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, so now let me, I got, let me swing this back to, um, uh, the situation that you have. So you start out with this. You you might do some of this, right? Then you get into C plus plus, and then, um, now what what is the best? What's the top thing that Jesus that you've done as far as coding goes? Is it always applied to Vex, or is there some other thing you're working on? It's it's hard to always apply it to Vex, but um. You could, you could, you could for the most, for the most part, you could, but not all the time. Um, the biggest problem we had this year, obviously, was was uh, COVID, because you could, you could teach. See, you you could teach, for example, you could teach C plus plus, and you can apply it to the VEX, but you can't, you can't do that with this simulated tool. You can't do that online. You need to, you need to have the the actual system with you, so you can't you, you can't do it in an environment like the one we are in now. But you could do Python. You can teach Python with this a simulator. You can start with the blocks and you can move on to Python. And you can still see the, the the correlation between the robot, the the simulator, the blocks, the Python. When it comes to C then there is no such tool. Uh, you need the physical robot. You need to be around the robot. Uh, it could be done. We've, we've done some of it in the past. We, we, we did a good amount, actually, in the past. But then, you know, we couldn't go any further. We just couldn't because of the because of the restraints of due to COVID. Because you need to be physically there with a robot. When and, it comes and, to the to, and to Tim's point, like making something, you know, is very exciting. Uh and yet yeah. the opposite is true with some of these with some of the students is that they like the coding, but they have no 
interest yes. in making the robot yes. work. You know, and so that's where like like for instance, my supervisor came in the other day and he said, Hey, I want to do Arduino sustainable, something sustainable Arduino in September. And I was like, I was like, that's 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 Jesus's class. My class is the mechanics of the thing, the the metal fabrication mechanics. And he yeah, you know, he he means well, but he is just excited about I don't know about yeah. robotics, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's great," but we got to ramp up to it because, um, yeah. you know, what we're trying to do here is is get the kids excited about drilling holes in steel and putting bolts in, so you can make an arm articulate. You know, you can make an elbow or something like that. You know, but, uh, but yeah. some of them, Ron, are are just totally happy with taking some pieces of plywood and some pieces of cardboard and hot gluing them together, right? You know, and then they wonder why you know, their set arm won't work. And then you're like, well, because you you have no, you have no gussets, you have no bracing, you have no structure, you have no integrity in your design. It's, you know, yeah. hot glue is not a good fastener for right. durability. Yeah. You know I, mean? hey, I gotta, I gotta go guys. I have to, All right. uh, no I gotta problem. Get all right, so uh, all right, thanks, Jesus. Thanks for giving it. I think the, hey, pro no the problem, most valuable man. thing so far was the, the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, it was nice meeting you all. And uh, all right, maybe we can meet again at some point in time yeah. in the future. Okay, sounds good. All right, Thank see you, guys. you tomorrow. Okay. Take care, guys. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, so basically, yeah, so there, you know, there's there's value in all this stuff. So there's also, there's also the kids, you know. Vex uh, requires an engineering uh, notebook. So you have the kids that are builders, you have the kids that are coders, and you have the kids that are paper workers. Yeah. I Oh, yeah. I got you. What do yeah, you yeah. find the best to be? What, like, how do you do it, uh, uh, Duke? How do you run your class? Same thing. They're in teams, you know, for, like, our competitions at the after-school program. And, you know, they figure out – who does the documentation and they can figure out who does the presentation, who has the presentation skills and who can code and who can build. Yeah. So they and usually, I just let them figure it out on their own. Uh, that's cool. So you do the IQ? Yeah. Yep. Nice. And then, and then is there a competition for that? Yeah. Yep. So, uh -huh. so like, for um in school all the kids are just building a base bot and they can they can code it they do that vex code that virtual um vex code vr that you were looking at but they're pretty much basically doing the same thing now for the competition our after school program vex makes a new um event every year so then they're like trying to solve the problem in that event and basically it's just putting pieces in a different location but it all depends sometimes there's ramps okay like this one um sometimes you're just stacking blocks but the competition is different every year then so that you customize your own robot so all the kids robots will look different but these kids they, as soon as they figure out you know how to solve the the different competition they'll put their robot on youtube and then everyone will borrow their designs 
you know, but then oh, yeah. you have completely different ones. None of them are all the same. Yeah, I uh, I've seen them do that. In fact, what what they do at uh at my school is they look for the Chinese competitors <laughs> because they somehow start the school year earlier or something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. And they'll have unveiling. So you can look at this one like that one 555A. Like that thing's a beast compared Where to is that. Oh here? I'm in the kit. Yeah. Holy crap, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, this, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, listen, I, you know, I just want to work on motorcycles and stuff like that. But I don't know. There's something exciting about this. You know, it's kind of cool. Like, you got a situation where you can program something. It's like a live. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, and it's the same thing. It's just exposure. You know, you want to take you you want the kids to take it farther than you could. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm set at the block coding. I'm probably not gonna. I'm 45. I'm probably not gonna get any farther than that. Yeah, you know, I the Raspberry Pi or the Arduino stuff. There's coding out there. You can just copy and paste into your to your screen. You know, but like if you could expose a kid and they and they take a liking to it and then they do it in the high school and then they can move on to it, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I remember I took this one kid. Uh, I took this kid to go to the auto show. And they, you know, and they saw they had a manuf manufacturing manufacturing uh, robot. I can spell. Uh, you know, one of these guys. Um, yeah, like like a serious one, like a big one, like this one, right? And it was it was at it was in a cell. Oh yeah, this is a better. Here we go. Oops, what the? I don't know what just happened. Anyway, oh yeah, something like this. And it was in a cell, and it was giving examples of moving stuff around, and nobody was really taking in any interest. And I found the guy who programmed it, and he talked to my students. We were on a field trip, and um, that was it. He was hooked. So you're right. It's just exposure. Like I, I have no idea how to program these things, but. All you got to do is open your open the kids' eyes to anything, to craftsmanship, to you know, you're just lighting a fire. So you don't have to be a hundred percent. I mean, look, you know, Jesus is like he worked in industry, like back when they made, you know, he would like place the chips and stuff. Like it was very. Uh, I mean, he's he's an industrial engineer, and then you know, you know, he knows code and all that stuff. So now he's he's really like integrated, you know. Whereas me, I'm just sort of like, all right, I, you know, I never got into this. I never, I, you know, I wasn't into it growing up, and now I, I think it's interesting from a output advantage point of view, but not from a. I mean, I don't sit up at night looking at codes, you know. So like, but some people do, some people love it, and those people, you know, who absolutely love it. They're gonna do wild stuff like this, where you're gonna be able to take a road trip, and you and and the car is gonna identify everything on it, you know. And so, it's just a matter of, I think Duke, you nailed it on the head. It's just a matter of uh, exposure. What's nice is they're, is they're giving you the block code, so you can even just try it out a little. That's cool. You know, I mean, you know, not everybody's gonna turn into a world class. Uh, wood turning bowl master, you know. 
<laughs> I'll I tell you, I don't know any of them. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing because, like, I, I, you know, you see, you have the ability. Maybe you undersell yourself because, Tim, you have the ability to get people excited about bowl turning. You know, like you have the Instagram account. Let me let me give you let me give Timmy a little props right here. Okay. Oh my God. Right. Maybe I wasn't exposed. Maybe I wasn't exposed to coding as yeah. as much as I was exposed to woodworking. Right. You know, and maybe that's another thing. But I was exposed to documenting a design you know a design or the design process like i was ex i was exposed to that in college and and we were taught that and we were basically it's z-a-v-a -A. yeah 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 okay um we were i was exposed to all that but and and engineering notebooks are very similar to the design process but guess what that doesn't excite me either. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. You know, like, so should I be doing a better job at having kids document? Yeah, you like that one there? <laughs> should I have a, should I be doing a better job with students documenting their projects? Sure. But I just want to make, you know, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't blame you. You know, this here, you got to understand. You know, you've been doing this a while, so you might, you might need to hear this. When I see stuff like this, I'm like, this is exciting. This is like, like this is so cool. You know, I, I think about like what you did. You had a lot of planning. You had to sandwich this thing, right? You got to first, you got to plane it, cut it up. You know, I mean, what is this? You did this with the students? Yeah, this was a bandsaw box, which is a project I just absolutely can't stand. Well, you see, this so. stuff is to me is like amazing, you know? And so what's happening here is that you have somehow brought excitement to like detailed craftsmanship, um, you know? And so that, Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, my, my kids were ragging me on that one. Um, funny. So that's the thing is that what so what what the robotics instructor has to do is the same thing is obviously you know the the high level stuff but you also are able to come up with it's very creative to come up with projects that excite people you know that's why I did the electric car because I was like no why are they, why, what would get people excited about working on the future of automotive well we'll build a freaking a full-on electric car, you know? Uh, and so that's kind of like, I mean, look at this. This is like wild. Like, that's so amazing. And, and you got it to be staggered and looks like staircases. It's so cool. Yeah, that was a kid. That 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 was a kid's project. So Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. So that's the thing is that, you know, like, uh, it's just up to the robotics instructor. And now they have the tools to make stuff like this happen, you know? Uh, whereas I think in the past, I mean, think about ro robots from the past. Like, th this is what we're dealing with here, like a 1950s robot. You know, that's so stupid. Uh, I don't know what came up here, but 
<laughs> yeah, if you want to know how to draw robots, there you go. Yeah. Like, this is what we're expecting, you know? Well, I don't know if, and if you can say a 1950 robot because, you know, look back to when the computer was developed. I mean, it was a, a, the size of a classroom. Yeah. You know, like the the, uni, the uni, Univac, was it Univac? Or uh, I think that's what it was. Put a sci-fi here. You know, yeah, most of these robots aren't even like functioning robots. It's just yeah. stuff in the movies. It's just a dude in a suit. Yeah. You know, yeah. So like, yeah. So this this is like, yeah. So like while this is going on, you got people doing doing this, doing like muscle cars. And so like, this is an obvious, obvious choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh this one <laughs> or this one yeah. which one's more exciting <laughs> uh you know ss nova doing a burnout you know <laughs> what is that thing is that a nova I don't even... <laughs> it could be a chevelle oh chevelle. okay yeah the chevelles and the novas were very close yeah. to looking at each other it they're I can't tell them apart. My dad has a 70 Nova and I can't tell Chevelle from a Nova apart. I, I really can't. And you know, there's somebody going to listen to this and be like, dude, it's the bumpers. You know, it's always the bumpers. <laughs> you know, there's always going to be that one outrageous guy. That's going to be like, it's the bumpers. And you know, I don't know what it is, but, you know, but that excites, like that excites me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Robots, this, robots don't. You're not like, you're like, oh, look at this thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at Timmy That's up there cool. controlling this leg thing. That's cool. You know, and the other thing is, like, when I when I do electronics and I'm doing electronics, like, teaching about the integrated circuit and the five five five, you know, IC, like that didn't that doesn't excite me, but I do it, you know. And I've gotten to a point where, yeah, it's pretty cool that you can do that. But now when it comes to Arduino, like when I get, I, I just, I cannot get excited about doing Arduino. So, I, so the only way they got it, Hollywood got us excited about robots was to make it like, like a nightmare. <laughs> so you, you either got a, you either got a nightmare robot or you got like, too nice like oh what, what was johnny five remember that one that was actually kind of cool that was a short circuit yeah short circuit i mean come on that was actually a cool movie you know that there's somebody recreating this uh piece by piece actual functionality um they probably have they probably have it in some warehouse somewhere you know on a movie set NYCCNC. Uh, this guy here, they're actually making the thing. Here it is. That's the Facebook, I guess. But um, yeah, they're doing a. It's oh, here we go. A part for NYC Johnny. It's a collaboration. Everyone's jumping in, and they're all making this thing. It, this is it. This is the guy. The guy's logo. And they're actually going to make the Johnny Five. From short circuit. Like I like a couple years ago, 
I was I was slated to teach um, the second level engineering. Okay. And the second level engineering class used a lot of fusion and there was going to be 3D printing and things like that. I literally had to like get on a soapbox and explain why having me teach that class is going to be a total disservice number <laughs> one, to the students and number two to the program. When they had the guy that was better suited for that teaching a woodworking class. Oh, that's crazy. Like, why would you, why would you do that? You have teachers that have a specific subset. Yeah. Okay. That they have knowledge in. Why would you, without providing them training, throw them into a situation like that? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is a school system. That's my, that's an endless topic of what the hell are they doing? <laughs> it's like, of course. So they, in, they don't ask enough questions. Uh, you got teaching professionals and they really should ask the teachers more questions. That's so so in the end, in the end, I had to, I got off my soapbox and they made the change because they knew it's what is right for the students. Yeah. 100%. You know, and it, it wasn't like I was slated for five sections of the one course and it, the other guy was slated for two sections of the one course. So it wasn't like a, you know, a, one totally revamped these schedules. It was an easy flip. It was one for one. And I think it was just flipping a couple prep periods and things like that. And then they invented, they decided to go ahead and make that change, which in the end was better for the students. So, you know, am, am I going to be in a situation where, yeah, I got to learn fusion. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to, I have to learn this stuff Look, and I'm not automate this thing. This is yours, no? Yeah, that was yeah, that was a kid. Uh, the kids, the kids cut. That's their prototype when we did this. But this was all pre-COVID, so we never saw the end of this project. Oh man! And the whole idea of that. Go back to that. So yep. that was a kid's prototype that became functioning, and in the end, they had those pyramid looking things on the side and, and the circle in the middle. Okay. They were all going to be CNC'd and, and have that done. Nice. So that was, and that was part of the manufacturing course that mm. they changed my program with. Now I don't have a problem with that, but you need to have an element of instruction on the CNC router, you know, yeah. on yeah. fusion, on that kind of stuff. So, right. That's where I lack that skill. And, and I'll be 100% honest with you. I would have loved to have seen that project through the end, but with quarantine and COVID, oh, there's there's those slab boxes I was talking about right there. Go above. Go back up. This one? Uh, no, go back. There was a ceramics project. No, go back to the thumb. The thumb right there. That's it. That one. There you go. What is this about? Well, this is the ceramic project like I was talking about a little while ago. Like there, those corners are mitered, I believe. Oh, I see. So that's how that is done. I know the lids are mitered in. So that's cool. 
but anyway, so I would have loved to have seen that project, you know, through through the end. Yeah, but Look, we just couldn't. You got to take your own. Down. You got to take your own advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, like I said, how do you get excited and how do you get excited in coding? Hashtag fusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, that, that's part of the reason I wanted to have this topic tonight because I don't really know. I don't really know that much about the coding thing. I don't. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. You know, here's the pro. Here's the thing that I have to learn is CAN bus, and I got no choice. This is this is no joke right here. I even spoke with. Uh, some people that I consider like an automotive mentor and they were like, dude, you got to learn CAN bus. This is CAN bus right here. Yeah. I was going to say, what is CAN bus? I don't yeah, ever, dude, never oh heard of it. Oh my God. It's not good. It's not, it's scary. Um, all right. Let's see if this one, yeah, this one's not bad. I'm not going to play the whole thing obviously, but uh, I'll show you uh, kind of what the deal is. So like, all right, here you got a situation where, and, and nobody does a good video, even this guy. But right? is, is this metalworking or is this like? No, this is like cars. Oh, cars right here. So you're teaching this. You're teaching this. I, to I, I am forcing myself to learn this so that I can teach it. So, for instance, like, all right, let's see, terminating resistor. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay. So let's say you have. Uh, what are they using this for? That's the thing. I don't even know what they're trying to do here. Let me see. Hold on. What is this? Uh, okay. This is they're selling this unit here. Does that excite you? Well, it's kind of cool because think about this, right? You see, you can tap into the CAN bus in your car, right? Let me go to the Torque app and you'll see the exciting part. See, it has to be exciting, right? Uh, hold on. Torque app. All right, so this is actually pretty cool. Uh, all right, so like here's a good example. Um, yeah, here we go. So you're so, so is this parallel to the ECM? Is yeah, talking yeah. About? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but like that, you know, what's weird about the OEMs is that they don't. Okay, so this is underneath underneath the dash. I don't. This is a strange angle, but. This is required by law to be a certain distance from the bottom of the steering wheel. This is your OBT, OBD2 uh, plug-in, right? Yeah, and that's, how they, that's how they do. That's how they read all the codes and everything. Yes, and then what you yeah. do is they used. It used to be very hard to. Yeah, a very expensive code reader to get all these codes. Forget the codes. What you want is like real-time data. So you can actually hook this up, and it'll Bluetooth to your phone, and then you put your phone on the dash and then you're going to get this. You can make your own dashboard. You could put a tablet and now you've got, you've got acceleration, you got vacuum, you got your speed, you got your load or whatever, you know, then you can add stuff. So you can say, Oh, I want, um, hold on, let's see here. You can add stuff and move it. Your timing advanced, your, Basically, you're going to get more options. I'm just, I've never seen this video before. I'm just scrolling through. Here we go. Your coolant temperature, your intake uh, vacuum pressure, whatever. And you can calibrate them. And then, you know, what you're going to get out of this is that you now have more access to the stuff they're monitoring anyway. 
You know, so the problem is that the, the OEMs have already done all the work, but they just don't give you access. So these aftermarket companies are giving you access, which I thought was pretty, that, that is exciting. Here's another video that shows it. Like, what kind of car do you drive on a daily? You know, let's say you got a Honda or whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But now you've got real-time data, and you can now have access to all. I don't know. Let's see. Which makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because you have those performance companies that tap into this. You know, not, like not a good you can video. go buy you ah. can buy a, a performance app that taps into this. Yeah. Okay, here you go. So this, so I've done this. So I stuck a phone in the car, and then you you hook it and you make your own screen. So he's got. Let me see what he has here. So he put on. He wanted to know about vacuum, trans. Oh, his coolant level, his horsepower, his torque. You can get all this stuff. Some of it are estimates, basically, or, or, or calculations. But you've got access to this because you have access to the OBD2 port. Now, that's just CAN bus. And then the CAN bus has a code, and that code gets interpreted by this Torque app. And that's all coding. So someone figured it out, and they were like, all right, well, we'll just start selling it to people. And that's basically it. Um, now, in a car like this, uh, you know, to imagine how much money you're saving. If you wanted to put in a gauge that's, that had vacuum, you have to buy the gauge and you have to mount it somewhere and then you have to tap it into the engine. No longer. Let's say you wanted to know your coolant temperature on your transmission. You would have to tap into that. You know, So all that's gone. The hardware is gone. It's all digital now. So that's a kind of exciting from a quick access. And you don't have to do anything. You literally take that plug, they call it like a dongle or whatever, mm -hmm. stick it in the stick it in the OBD2, take your phone, put it on a mount, and then Bluetooth to each other and download the Torque app and you're day one, you're in business. And it's 25 bucks for that dongle. And the Torque app has a free version. So you're you're in business already with any dashboard you want within 10 minutes, 25 hours. I've done it. It's cool. So, so right. So, okay. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. 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 What yeah. are you doing with that data? Like what is making, what is knowing the vacuum going to do for me? So, so if you wanted to, so let's say you were trying to uh, monitor something and you want to know it a little, it's like, it's the same thing as like, if you, you know, why do you need to know the temperature of your engine? You know, what if you are pushing it harder than normal? You know, I mean, why do they give you any information at all? You know, so it's so that you can monitor it, you know, and, and you can make changes if you wanted to. So where it gets crazy is obviously is if you could make changes to the parameters, that's where things get nuts. So like right now, this is just reading. But what if you were writing? Yeah, that's where it would get interesting because they have something called a fuel map. So I never get into it, but. Fuel injection is basically uh, a squirt of fuel at a certain time, right? So it's pretending to be a carburetor. It's a fake carburetor, right? Right. Now, that those, yeah, those parameters are set by the OEM within regulation of the 
of the of the of the EPA. But what if you could change them? You know, you want to make more power. The the car might make more power. They're just dialing it back because they can't. They're not allowed to sell you that thing because of the EPA. So you can go past the EPA, uh, or you could make it leaner, or you could ask it to do things at a certain temperature. So it's basically programming, and that's what these you know they call tuners. That's what the new generation of of hot rodders are. They're they're tuners, and then then it gets even better when it comes to the electrics because you're not dealing with organic material any longer. You see, because organic material is like you're dealing with gasoline. G gasoline is like an organic material, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it is cool. I mean, in the end, it is cool. It is cool to yeah. know what that is. And I know that maybe if your vacuum drops, you know, say two values, whatever it is. I don't know what, yeah. it, what a value, the value yeah. for vacuum. But maybe that is going to tell you that, hey, maybe you have a problem with your, you know, well, Do think it, well, know. think about more tuning. So, like, um, you know, and then also uh, keep in mind you can also keep records. So, like, you'll know your, you know, your let's say your daily driving. You could try and improve your uh, fuel economy by taking a look at the map. So let's see. This guy has air fuel ratio. Your your coolant level, your trans. Um, so he's he's keeping track of that, but it's not just real time. It's actually it'll it'll keep a map for you, like a log of data. I mean, I did it. I I had it on the car for about a month, and then after a while, I was like, eh. <laughs> so, but I I I do think on an old car it's interesting because I know that my truck doesn't have the same power it used to, so. If I want to diagnose what's going on with it, that would help. There you go. Look at this. You got oil temp, revs, torque, throttle position, accelerator. And some of these are just in the app, in the phone app. Like you don't even need the car for this. So my um the pickup truck that I have, I have a 2013 F-150. Oh, nice. And it has it has a lot of these things already built in. Like I get all this information, but you know, I'm sure there's a gazillion other readings that I can get too. Like I know yeah. what the uh, uh, transmission temperature is. I know what, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think it tells you like what the horsepower is, but you, you get a readout on the engine temp. You get a readout on the, angle of the car the tilt of the car right so you know if it's going like you know you can figure out what the grade is so it is pretty neat that you can you know you have that information there but i mean but knowing the grade of what the road is it doesn't impact me they have all this on the uh that block code program vex code vr too really yep no kidding that's the same thing as like these 3D printers. Before you can buy a 3D printer and just uh, like level the bed and print, and then you're going by a temperature that's on your 3D printer's screen. Now everyone's hooking them up to Raspberry Pis, and they're seeing 
a whole bunch of different information you can get from the prints. The, the plate temperature, the nozzle temperature, why it printed this level. You can set where it raises the... Yeah, you definitely want more information for sure. Yep. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, that's that's the exciting part. And so with me, I you know, with... Okay, so let's say you have electric vehicle... Your batteries need what they call monitoring, so they, a battery management system, right? Now, if you have a, a cell that's high and you have a charger, uh, your charger can't keep pushing because if it keeps pushing, it's going to put that one high cell over the limit, and that's where you get a fire. So what it does is that high cell signals an alarm in the battery management system which then would say hey charger you got to dial back while we burn off some energy from this one high cell or we could skip it and charge up the ones around it so the all the other ones around it come up to the same level as the high cell and if you're someone who's customizing i mean someone drives a tesla that if you have no idea what's going on it's like an atm you don't even know what is inside that thing you just know money comes out you know, but if you're driving a car that you built with the students or you built yourself, you're going to need to know where is that cell, that high cell, where is it? How and how high is it? How bad is it? Can I replace it? Can I fix it? So that's where the battery management system comes in, and that's CAN bus. I put I put Timmy to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was on social media. Tim needs Tim needs a data output for his uh, lathes. I, yeah, well, I, I get it. I mean, I know what the RPM is on the lathe. Yeah, <laughs> is that digital or analog? It's digital. <laughs> There's a digital sensor. It tells me what the RPM is. That's cool. You know, I, matter of fact, we just had our um, the maintenance guide that we have the service contract with he came in and had to fix the one lathe because i guess the sensor was off or the sensor shifted on the spindle so we weren't able to get that information mm. interesting not really <laughs> yeah no that's cool what happened to it you have a maintenance guy yeah we subcontract our maintenance for all my of our God, I don't have any of that. Everything that goes wrong is my problem. Well, it is. I mean, I've gotten to the point where you, I've gotten to the point where I could diagnose the problem and say, Hey, I need this part, send it to me. And then he'll send it to me. But he comes in and he'll grease all the equipment, like the planer, like he'll grease the planer. He'll come in and, you know, um, level the beds if the beds aren't right on the joiner they'll come in he'll come in and rotate all the cutters on the certain equipment he'll come in and he basically polishes every tabletop that any piece of wood serve, uh, runs on what yeah I, we don't have anything like that is he from nazareth yeah he is from nazareth dave king <laughs> yeah yeah dave king he is amazing he's the man oh. He is the man. So he'll come in. He comes in and does all that. So 
it is nice to have that for somebody to fall back on, you know, in, in the shops. This is it right here. Does he go to your school, Duke? Yeah. Yeah, Ron, he comes in like once a year and just like fine tunes the machines like better than you can. Like he can do something two minutes where like for you to troubleshoot, it will take you two hours. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I didn't even know you could have that. Yeah. And he'll and he comes in and if if there's a machine that doesn't have a guard or the guard broke, he can repair that. Oh wow. Nice. Um and he has access to uh like purchasing different things easier. So like if you need an obscure part from a machine, you know, where you would have to jump through hoops to get a purchase order. He can just order it, get it, send it, ship it, and and then you can install it or he can install it. So and then he builds and then of course he builds the district. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it is it is really nice. It Plus is it keeps everything safe. You know yeah. what I mean? So you don't get blamed to be like, well, we got this maintenance guy that you know takes care of the machines, so it keeps them up to par. That's yeah, well, my school, my school way before I was there was sued by him or the district was sued and they pulled him in on a case. So I guess, so, so it is nice to have that as a fallback. And it, this guy's been doing this for like 40 years. Yeah. Here we're going to, let me, let me end the recording because we're off topic, but this was good. I think we covered a lot of the overview of robotics. Uh, all right. Shop class podcast. But, but hold on. Weekly. What? Before, hold on. Let me, let me let's let's bring it full circle though. In the end, you're going to have robots and machines doing that. Doing the maintenance? Yeah. Well, that's that's vision. That's vision software. Right. So like and that's exactly what you're talking about with the Tesla. I mean, you're going to you're going to have a you're going to have a vision that you can hook up like you can put a camera in front of a say a bandsaw and then it'll tell you, "Hey, your wheel's out of alignment 1 degree." Yeah. You know, where yeah. you can't see it, but the robot will or the camera will. 100%. 100%. So, of course. It, I mean, like you said, yeah, you want to, it goes full circle. So, did you ever see, are going to replace him. Do you ever see Idiocracy? It's no. Anyway, yeah. I mean, we're here, we're there anyway. You know what? Let, let me, let me add this as well. Whenever people say, like, oh, the robots are coming, like I'm talking about, they're already here. The ATM, the automated teller machine, is a freaking robot. You know what I mean? All your cars are made by robots. So it's like, it's already here. And we are cyborgs. What happens if you forget your phone like one day? You're like, you survive one day. But like, imagine if someone said, I'm going to take your phone for six months. Like, no way. You wouldn't even tolerate that. So like, you're half computer attached to you all the time. You know? So, I mean, it, we're here already. So, um, I don't know. Uh, all right. I think I'm going to do so, you know, you, you know, what's kind of cool. And one thing I'll add is that you can do can bus with Arduino. Um, I was just looking that up anyway. All right. So we're going to get, we, we, we got a robot. What's this guy's, what's the robot's name that you hire? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should invent it and then we can, maybe we all can profit off of that. You know, let's give this guy a shout out. He's got a business card or a website or something. 
Who the guy, that does, the guy that does our maintenance? Yeah. Thought yeah. work. His name is the Dave King. Name of his business is called Shop Specialties out of Nazareth. I don't think he has a website. Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Nah, I even like one that maybe he'll come on the podcast, but he's probably not even want to come on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's funny. He don't care. He's old school, right? He is old school. He's uh, he's probably like, well, I don't know. I'll fix your lathe, but I don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, he's, he talks. You know, he talks. No, he oh, talks yeah. because like this morning. I, he was in the building before I was in the building. He was literally he he was in, and you know he sent he sent me a text message, and he said here's here's what I did in your shop, um, you know fix spindle lock and speed, put new flanges on a miter saw, new belt and black and decker, oh belt and disc sander, and left two riving knives on table saw one and one standard one one thin. So, I mean, he's, oh, here, we here you go. That's it right there. So he, I mean, he's, he's a good dude. He really is. Yep. And he services pretty much most, if not all of Jersey and basically the whole East coast of, or the East side of PA. Yeah. Wow. Shop specialties. That's cool. But there's no, he doesn't have a website. No, he no, because, because it's only him. It's only him. And so, but this is the, this is, let's come full, full circle, full circle, full circle, full, full circle. <laughs> you don't need robots. You don't need a website. You don't need anything. You just need like really good customer service and a creative way to, you know, serve your customer. And that's what this guy does. So this well, proves word, it, you know. Word of mouth. I mean, his is word, his of, mouth, word of mouth, the right thing. Yeah, like the robots are coming, but it's just another tool. It's like having another hammer, only the hammer can find the nail and hit it on its own. Does he go to your conference? I don't. I don't even. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Um, I don't he goes, know. Who goes to ours? Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know you. I didn't know he goes to yours. I, I had a professional development night through the professional organization through NJTEA yes. and we invited him out, but there was a conflict with, he had a conflict that night, so he couldn't make it out. So, I mean, we invite him to stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He goes to the TEEP one tech ed Pennsylvania conference, but it might be just to meet his buddy, uh, Phil who sells the, uh, saw stops. Oh yeah. That's funny. Well, he right. let me end, let me end the recording here. All, all right, right, shop class podcast. Robots? No robots? <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> <Blend it up. laughs> all right. See you.